Let's keep moving. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Rule number one is don't split up. You don't think we're gonna wake the dead? Maybe. There's no such thing as zombies. Hey, welcome to the After Horror Podcast with me, Paul. Me, Mike. Me, Chris. And me, Dan. What's up, my ninjas? <laughs> okay. Um, we're recording remotely if you can't, if you don't know that, because that's that's why it might sound a bit janky. I'm tier, in tier, I'm, I'm, tier three. Tier three, yeah. baby. So uh, cheers, cheers, Medway and Thanet. This week, we find out who Paul would sacrifice to stay alive. Uh, we discuss how bloody horny trauma is. And we finally reveal Dan's mental age. <laughs> so, boys, what have we been up to? Uh, lockdown. <laughs> more, yeah. more of it. I ended up on the radio. That was nice. Yes, you ended up on the radio. Yeah, it was uh, um, on BBC Radio Kent. Um, I was doing like a love letter to the arts, which I don't like as a, as a, as a phrase. <laughs> But uh, it's basically people in the in the creative industry bemoaning what coronavirus has taken from us. So yeah, that was cool. Got my my three minutes of fame. Not quite my fifteen, but that was that was nice. Excellent. What about you guys? What have you been up to, Christoph? Uh, Chris? Uh, well, as usual, working. Had uh, had fun and games with my daughter last week with a, a reaction to some antibiotics that landed us at, at the hospital. Um, but she's all good now. <laughs> so, so was it antibiotics that put her in hospital, or? Yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't. They're very, they're very quick to differentiate between allergic reaction and side effects. She had the side effects that were listed on there as like one in twenty people get this side effect. Oh um, wow! It was how many? One in how many? Twenty. Oh, fuck, that's quite common. Clar- yeah, so it was her clarithromycin, and yeah, she was just doubled up with it. So. One in 20 yeah, seems like a really high percentage to give someone medicine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they literally <laughs> know that every 20th person is going to have some kind of spaz reaction and pass out. Yeah. So, Dan, anyway, what have you been up to, man? What have I been up to? got my car remapped, so it's now quicker. Um, what does that mean exactly, by the way? So what they do is they change the engine ECU. Um, so you've got the, the power map, the power flow that's uh, the engine set to, to deliver when you press the accelerator down. And what they right. do is they, they put the car on a dyno and then they remap the engine to make it more efficient because out of the factory, it's, it's never the most efficient it can be. It's more for emissions and things like that. So yeah, they've, they've increased the power, the tool, hopefully a bit of the fuel efficiency, but it's just something I've always fancied doing to one of my cars and the BMW was a good choice. Went to the gym today because they finally opened on Wednesday. Yeah. Very cool. pleased about that. Other than that, listening to audiobooks, playing Xbox games and other general uh, around the house stuff. Nice. Nothing exciting. The usual. Yeah. Cool. Mr. V? Yeah, I went climbing finally. Oh, nice. Hey, nice. Yeah. Now, I think I've stated multiple times before that I'm not particularly bothered about, like, the, I've not been overly terrified of the coronavirus, right? Not for me getting it, but like, generally, I just think there's no point. But when climbing on Thursday, and they're like allowing a maximum amount of 150 people into the building to climb at one time. Um, but they've got like a live 
uh, climb account on their website. So you can go on and see exactly how many people are in there climbing at that particular time. So you can oh, know mate. if you can get in or not. Yeah, yeah it's pretty handy. Yeah. So uh, we went and like looked in the car park and it was like 40 people. I thought, oh, brilliant. That's not too many. 40 people. Cool. Go in there and I'd forgotten how small the gym is, right? 40 people in that space was ridiculous. It looked so crowded and yeah it was the first time since the right the whole time that i've felt uncomfortable in a situation since this started have you not felt it like when shopping and stuff Nah, not one time i fucking i hated when we first started oh. you know when we had to we had to i think it was the lining up that kind of gave me because you're anticipating it like a shit roller coaster yeah. and then i get in and you just get like fucking doddery old mavises just reaching straight across you and it's like what the fuck are you doing yeah yeah Don't fucking you, touch me you get stupid people out yeah. there for sure yeah. so yeah apart from that uh, we watched a film, didn't we? It was we a did. brilliant film. We watched some in. <laughs> no, I'm not quite sure we could call I mean, it a film. Okay, let me just read it. So we watched 2018's Bloodfest, directed by Owen Edgerton. Budget was about a million, and it made 82,000. That's, in my opinion, <laughs> 82,000 too fucking much. Wow. Oh, my God. And, and like £2.49 of that is mine, and I fucking <laughs> yeah, hate them for it. Yeah, yeah same, same. Same, yeah. So I'm just going to say up front, this film was a pile of fucking shit. A massive pile of steaming dog shit. <laughs> wow. Why the fuck would someone suggest we watch this turd? Who was it? I, I didn't see who who did it. I just did the role. I'm going to give you his fucking Twitter. Instagram. Full name, address him. Go, go, on, go on his Instagram and fucking ruin him. <laughs> Find this prick. Okay, it's at David underscore cheer. I'm going to spell it. It's at D-A-V-I-D underscore C-H-E-E-R. Isn't, go get him. Isn't cheer like a regular listener? Yes. He's one of our hams. We can't we can't have ham on ham violence. Wait, listen, we don't need listeners like him. Wow. <laughs> right? Mike, what you don't realise is um, he's about or he's a friend of about 20 years. We've known him years and years and years. Oh, so he has uh, oh to, yeah, he I has wouldn't to be listen. so I wouldn't be so vitriol for so vit, much vitriol for just a random listener. I just I just saved that from before we recorded. <laughs> no, Cheer is a is a fucking asshole. <laughs> Someone else say something. <laughs> Because I'm going to go on like this for an hour, unless you just... Yeah, I, I didn't like it very much. No. Most, of, most of my notes are fairly negative. Been done before, been done better before. Lame joke, shit acting, crap plot. There you go. Literally nothing lands. Not the comedy, <laughs> not the horror, not the buddy relationship. Not a thing. Nothing lands. It's all shit so so this this came out uh, about about the same time there was kind of this period between like 20 2014 and 2018 where films were being produced by youtubers hollywood got this thing for like let's fucking do films that are produced by youtubers so this was the second film uh, produced by rooster teeth and the first film they produced was laser laser squad and that's fucking dog shit as well. <laughs> of course it was fucking laser squad. The thing is, right, I, I want to get behind these kind of guys because I love the idea that, like, you know, you, 
you know, imagine like us, we just, it gives us the idea of like, if you just stick at it and you just keep improving, one day we could make a film. And you're like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, but they didn't do that. Shit. They got up one morning and made a film. They didn't think whether they could do it in 10 years. They just tried it. And it's the thing is, terrible. I really, I liked the concept, yeah. but the, but the, you know the why delivery you the was dog shit. Because it's Cabin Hellfest in the Woods. did it so much Hellfest. better. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to go for Cabin in the Woods, but yeah. Yeah, well, Cabin in the Woods too. So yeah. they Which took, was on the list and we let should let have watched that. Let instead. me just describe this film. <laughs> they took Cabin in the Woods and Hellfest, combined them and made them both shit. <laughs> I feel like Dan wants to say something because I know he has a different opinion. <laughs> I quite like it. <laughs> right, so Dan, before we do a, a attempt to do a chrono, what did you like about this film? I, I don't know why everybody's so upset about it. Yeah, you know, it's not a film to recommend. I, you know, I, I definitely don't think I'd be going to people and saying I recommend you watch this, but. You know, I spent an hour and a half watching it and I wasn't angry at the end of it. I found a couple of bits semi-funny and the, the whole... I, I quite enjoyed the film. There was nothing to upset me about it. Not Clearly not as much as Paul anyway. Well, I'm not upset about it. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it didn't make me. It didn't make me angry. I was just like disappointed. It made me furious. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, there are very few films that I watched where something at the end made me literally go, "Oh fuck off." I, I must have said that 27 that. times throughout this film. Where the si- where the sisters just like, oh, I'm now going to rappel down the side of the building like oh Batman. My I was God. like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's she doing? She's What's the flipping fuck? around like a fucking jester the whole film. <laughs> oh, God. I've never, this was like the horror equivalent of a Channel 5 Christmas film. My only distraction through the entire thing is every now and then in it, I, I, you kind of looked at it and went, well, Seychelles Gabriel was quite cute. Anyway, back to the shit. And then every now and then, about 20 minutes later, you'd go, oh, Seychelles Gabriel's quite cute. I oh, know, but it's still shit. <laughs> that was literally the only distraction I had. Even the kid from fucking Spider-Man couldn't save it. <laughs> hey, Even he head. was shit. He was the best thing in it, but not by much. Like, the acting, I, I couldn't get past the acting. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Really? Mate, do you know what? It was like to me, this is going to go, this film is one of two things, right? Either the director made this film, saw the final cut and was like, yeah, that's good. And in which case he's incompetent. Or he made that film, got to the end, saw the final cut and went, eh, that'd do. Either one is a fucking crime. Do we know what else he's directed? Yeah, he made a film I think you said you liked. And in fact, Mercy Black. Mercy Black, he's done Bloodfest, oh. The Axe Murderers of Visilia. Visilia, uh, that's a true story. That. Follow, um, Free Birds, and then a, a Follow uh, was a short, so it's, he's obviously um, extended it. But there's two films in pre-production at the moment, Bobby Sue and The Art of Sunbathing. New um, I'll be watching. So he's still, still on it, making films. Who's giving him money still? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm quite shocked at the uh, how much it cost and how much they actually made. I, I don't I'm know. I'm shocked at how much they made too. Maybe it was um, similar to Hellfest, so it had a limited release. So they it was the same count- year though, so it couldn't. I don't think it ripped it off. No, but I, I'm thinking more. It just had a limited release, which is why the the, the takings are so short. But obviously, it must have made money in uh, streams and maybe Blu-ray, Blu-ray sales or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just Or my hard-earned money. <laughs> so let me, two things I did like about the film. I've got to say two things. There are only two things. I like that the kid works in a video store and 
this is actually quite a big one. I thought the only two people doing their job were the um, director of photography and the lighting guy because it's actually shot really, really well. Yeah. Like the lighting's great. Some of the shots are really good. It's almost, almost scream-like in the way it's shot. But I felt, I felt like with each each area, the camera work and the lighting changed to kind of try and fit the the oeuvre. Yeah. See, the, um, light, the lighting guy and the director of photography knew what they were doing. I'm and then everyone turned they... into zombies and I wanted to throw myself across the room. Yeah. I would say set construction as well. Uh, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the set looked great. Yeah. The sets were nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just a shame what they were used for. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, how can you like the Greasy Strangler and then turn around because, and like this? Because the Greasy Strangler is Shit. a well-made... No, weird as fuck film. Yeah, but yeah. I, I see why you think it's shit. But it would it takes. I think it takes a certain kind of humour to enjoy it. It's like a, it's got, like a, I've got a dumb humour. Yeah, it's like I said at the time, and I will always defend this. The Greasy Strangler is absolutely on the knife edge of comedy and horror, and it manages the, the, the thing about comedy and horror, and the thing they they have so well sort of intertwined is that you create tension and then you release that tension. And in comedy, it's with a laugh, and with horror, it's with like a shock or a scare and the greasy strangler does that fucking brilliantly it's not funny and it's not scary it's no, not but like, it's, it, on the it, knife page it, stre- it stretches the tension out of any scene at any at any given point and then the release is always brilliant you might the not only, have that sense of humor but the only it, tension i was getting was more angry yeah that's uh, what i got from this i don't want to turn it into uh, the greasy strangler part two but <laughs> I, part I just, five yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it boggles me that you can sit down and enjoy the greasy strangler and yet this doesn't doesn't at least sit anywhere with anybody i, I, I don't get it i didn't hate this film i just have absolutely no desire to watch it again currently i say currently because like when i watched justice league for example i left the cinema going that was a movie and had no desire to watch it again and then ended up watching it on Netflix like a couple of years later and went, yeah, that was a, that was a film. Yeah, I've I just, I'm annoyed like because the film made me feel like not a lot. It just made me roll my eyes so often. Yeah. Like so often. It was a while ago, to be honest, uh, that we watched it. Well, I watched it anyway and I'm not watching it again. So I've had to, <laughs> like, I'm just going from my poor memory here. So in, in my notes, I wrote, in better hands, this might have been a good idea. Yeah. Like, if you'd got on Being Alive, Not Being a Barrier, Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson to do this film, it would have been fucking brilliant. But like you said, you've got Hellfest and uh, Cabin in the Woods for the, the brilliant version of it. This is supposed to be a, almost what they do with, like, uh, the scary movies and the, the, the whatever. It's a comedy parody around the... Uh, it's not, though. It's, it's not a no, comedy parody. None of the it's comedy just trying to be a. It's just trying to be a horror film. It's not a parody of anything. Oh, I, I believe it's a comedy. Like, it, it's not... It definitely doesn't take itself seriously. Oh, it does, though. That's maybe where you're go, going wrong. Like, it, there is... I there's attempts at comedy in it but they just they feel out of place like the delivery's so bad on this dialogue it was distracting <laughs> I just didn't I didn't get that but then you know if everybody liked every film in the world ever it's it'd be a very boring place so no that's a cop out let's round this out <laughs> 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 no fuck people <laughs> Every, everyone should hate this film because it's so bad yeah, I, I know a lot of the trouble with it is like, I, I watched it quite a while ago same as you Paul I think I watched it about nine or ten days ago 
and I did a chrono as I watched it. And normally when we do films and I do a chrono, what I've written down immediately resonates with a part of the film. There are parts of this I'm looking at now and I'm struggling to remember <laughs> what it referenced because it wasn't memorable enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, it's not going to set your world alight. It's not a, it's not a horror film. To... I'll set it alight. <laughs> it's an easy watch um, to, to either have in the background or if you just fancy something lighthearted. And it's it's within that, that, that style of genre if that's what you're into. It's not... It's totally non-offensive in my books. I've I've used this phrase or, or made an allegory like this before, but <laughs> it, it felt like it felt like a muck movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, a it's, like going, TV. It, it's like going out for it's like going out for a McDonald's. You go, oh, I guess, and then you have it, and you go, oh, all right. You're never going to have a McDonald's and be like, holy fuck. But the, the thing is, that's not a good analogy because that's right. exactly what Blumhouse is. <laughs> Blumhouse is literally McDonald's for horror movies. They churn them out like five, ten a year, just banging them, banging them out all the time. And I a call lot of them, them Burger King for horror movies. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree. Some, some of them, but fucking some of them are like a shit burger stall that's been dropped. Some of them are terrible, like Countdown's terrible. There's fucking loads that are terrible. Truth or Dare's terrible. Like Bye Bye Man's fucking terrible. Oh, oh. But bye bye, man. I reckon oh, for me that. with Blumhouse, for every terrible Blumhouse film, there's two or three good ones. So yeah, that's what I, we do. I take the bad because you know you're going to get some good. Exactly, I, and I'll go see every single Blumhouse film. Yeah, every one. Because for every Bye Bye Man, you get a fucking Halloween H two uh, Halloween twenty twenty. Uh, fuck's sake, twenty eighteen. Well, I, I can't think of other ones off the top of my head, but I'm a huge Blumhouse fan, and I like yeah. you said, I'll take the bad with the good. And even some of the not so good ones, I like, like Fantasy Island. Everyone's slated, but I thought it was alright. I quite like. I quite like that. But yeah, but this ain't that. This is. Oh, it doesn't feel anywhere near on that level. Like nowhere near. It doesn't even feel as. On, on a level with Countdown or Radio, not Radio Nold, Truth or Dare. It, 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 can't even, it couldn't even reach them if it was on a fucking stepladder. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you went into it thinking it was going to be something. I, I just went in completely, whatever. I'll, I'll watch it and I'll, I'll take it as it comes. And I, maybe you was expecting more from it. Well, I wasn't expecting anything. I was watching it critically. So I was looking for this stuff. Yeah. The same way I watch every film we watch. Mm-hmm. Ah, see, I don't. I watch it as a as me. I'm not sitting there criticizing. Or I, I'm watching it to uh, observe, but I'm not watching it to to physically criticize. Or this is why you miss all the subtext. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, but I, I mean, I could. I you know, I I don't know. I just felt. I just felt annoyed by it. It was so bad. Like I can't escape. If it, if I'd put that film on myself, just out of curiosity, I found it. I'd put it on. It wouldn't have lasted ten minutes. If if it wasn't for the big budget sets, given given like the dialogue and stuff, it's like you have a mate who's really into film, and he's like, "I'm going to make a movie," and you all go, oh, "Okay, yeah. oh, I've," and no. you've seen you maybe you've seen a couple of their sketches online, and this is absolutely true for 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 Rooster Teeth. I love like when they all get in a room and, and play some fucking video games. And I love when they, you know, they do some like, like reality TV ish kind of stuff where they're, where they're playing games in real life, like driving, driving carts and throwing fucking banana skins at each other. And like, that's funny and that's cool. But whenever they've done stuff where they have to act, they're not fucking actors. They're not trained actors. No. None of them are. So it's always falls flat and you're just like, Oh, okay. Except, except the kid from Spider-Man. 
Apart from the kid from Spider-Man, yeah. But but obviously he's not part of Rooster Teeth. And I'm, I'm like, Barb, who, um, the blonde-haired girl, she's from Rooster Teeth. And it's yeah, just yeah. like, you can she's tell in the delivery. Yeah. 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 And it's just, and that's, that's actually the thing as well. Like, every character was a cliche. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I hated that. Oh, there's two two ways that a horror film can end. Oh. Is this the third way? No, no. There's been plenty of horror movies that end with just a couple at the end. Like, what are you fucking talking about? And that girl, she turned into a fucking a bl- bl- black spewing zombie for ages, <laughs> spewing up endless whatever that what hell that was. And then suddenly she's back to normal and she goes, oh, you've got some black vomit on you. What the fuck, man? We're, we're, you must have tasted it. You could probably still taste that. Yeah. Wow, I, I think you're being a bit too analytical. No, you're meant to be analytical. We're watching a film to talk about it. No, How can you be too analytical? No, sorry, too um, critical about it. Like, there, there's so many other films where you could say, oh, you could, you could do this, or it should have been like that, and you accept it. Whereas this, it just feels like it's... Sure, it's I really... accept it if there's other things to support it, like it's well acted or it's well written. This was neither. I hate being the only one trying to like, defend <laughs> it. And oh, the we've all is, been there. Well, this is just your turn. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to um, sit there and try and defend it because um, it, it's not, like I said, it's not brilliant by any stretch of the imagination. I just wasn't uh, upset by it. I, uh, you know, I quite enjoyed watching it. I was fine. Do you want me to attempt a yeah, let's, on let's it? try because, and go um, for it. Because you might actually remind me of some of the stuff I've written down. Because, okay, I've got the opening scene as Halloween night. This is the babysitting scene, isn't it? Oh, no, I thought that was an advert. It's not a babysitting. It's, he's with oh, his mum. Yes. Yeah. And we have the old kitchen lights not working thing going to the fridge and getting killed. And then the uh, dad coming down and giving it the big don't look Dax act. Well, yeah. I, thought that, I thought that was an advert, that cold open. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Until she died, I thought it was advertising something and the film hadn't started yet. <laughs> so then we had then we had Dax waking up. I think it was Dax. Did I hear that right? Is it Dax? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the opening credits. Generic boy A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, opening credits. And for some reason, I've written a fish called Karloff. Why have I written a fish called Karloff? <laughs> he had a goldfish or something. I don't know. I wrote a fish called Karloff down for some fucking reason, but it obviously wasn't memorable enough for me to remember why now. I've watched it and I still, I can't even think of what you're, you're referring to. <laughs> and I'm certainly not renting it again to find out. <laughs> I, I know he wakes up and he's surrounded by sort of horror paraphernalia masks and posters and yeah. and things like that clearly that he's gone completely the opposite direction of being afraid of imagine um, being like that imagine being the sort of fucking sad little nerd <laughs> cool collect horror paraphernalia <laughs> oh, imagine on, my, my pokeballs have just fallen off the shelf say, he's, he's saying this with what looks like a giant tarot card behind him <laughs> Yeah, baby. <laughs> is that what that is? Um, I, I don't know. I saw it on Wish when I was drunk, and I was like, that's cool no, as fuck. It really oh, is. Cool. It, it was like three quid. I like so, it. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, so oh, then we meet uh, the Dr. Vaughan Conway, fucking psycho, and he kicks off about no kid of his will ever go to Bloodfest, and yeah. these are the kind of movies that drove my patient to kill your mother and tears yeah. up a ticket. Actually, cuts the wristband, but you know, it, I don't, yeah. yeah. don't want to pick holes in it. <laughs> how could you you couldn't get uh, and then we have an advert for Bloodfest, and then he oh he, then his, his mate tells him to ask ashley for a ticket yeah. She, yeah 
And we had this whole thing. Oh God, yeah. And that she's just some girl that happens to have now be like this actor, actor in horror films from his school. I don't know. It's interesting. There's a bit of foreshadowing. So his dad turns around and says, "Oh, it's just full of gore, mindless murder, blah blah blah." And then the advert comes on and it says, "Bloodfest, full of gore, mindless murder, and, and that side of things." So you could either see it as foreshadowing that he's linked to Bloodfest or that he's just seen the advert. They, they throw in their first lame joke at that point as well because Dax is also no. I can't remember her name. The girl, Sam. 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 Yeah, Ashley refused to see Generic Seven. Generic girl A. Ashley refused to see Seven because she missed the first six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. That's an old joke. It's like, it's a cliche joke. I've heard it so many times. Not in films, but just in daily life. And then we have the Ashley phone call, which is awful. Just, oh, oh and he's trying to, con- oh. And then they just skip the whole thing and they go, and then, it, then it's, and we're off to Bloodfest. Just yeah. Like, you, you and she just I'm- happened to be standing at the entrance when he walked in to let him in. You know, you know what I've just realised, lads? What's that? Now, bear with me. Because I know there's like an age restriction on the film and whatever. I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it's an 18. It's I don't. I don't think. I don't think the film's for us. It's not. It's not for me. I think. And and I felt this like when I watched the the new Do- the new Doctor Who, which is probably going to upset some people. But fuck I liked me. it. I liked uh, it. We're, we're, we're totally fine. That's that's absolutely you know not a problem. But. I, I watched a couple of the, of the new ones and it just seemed kind of a bit preachy and a bit weird. And I was like, oh, hang on. This isn't, this literally isn't being made for me. And if we think about a horror movie that's being made by YouTubers, the YouTube demographic, it's none of us. It's not, it's not, it's not fucking me. So it's certainly not you guys. Um, Although I do, you know, I do watch a lot of Oh, them. absolutely. Absolutely. But mostly murder documents. But you're not going to buy the merch. Do you know no. what I mean? You're not, you're not buying Rooster Teeth t-shirts. Fuck, I'm not, no. Exactly. So, I haven't so, even heard of Rooster Teeth. So, neither, neither especially, the, especially the kind of people that are watching a lot of Let's Plays, it's probably going to be, you know, kids. And I know, obviously, there's an age restriction on it, but I feel that if I was a kid, I've probably not watched a lot of horror movies. I'm talking like, you know, from like 11 to 15 year olds, maybe I've not watched a lot of horror movies and I watch this and I'm like, wow, it's like all these horror movies in one. That's amazing. And if it, and it's just occurred to me that if you were that age and you're watching it, maybe this would be a good film. What are you trying to say? about and maybe, me? That, and maybe that's the target. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm not saying anything about you. <laughs> yeah, but, you, said you know, mental age of 15. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're right but I just want to make sure that I understand what you're saying yeah I'm never going to set anybody's uh, world alight with my uh, insights and subtext understanding we all know that um, I, do, I do promise you that that wasn't a incredibly long winded way of having a go at you <laughs> I mean, it, it literally just occurred to me I was like oh fuck like maybe maybe their target audience isn't isn't like people who watch horror films maybe it is like my, it, should, it should be. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. But the people that are watching, the people that those ads would have been going out to are the people that are watching stuff from Rooster Teeth or, or, or all the sort of surrounding Let's Players uh, that, that, that are sort of associated with them. Yeah. And, you know, it's not going to be us. I'm actually agreeing with you. Uh, I, I think mm. that's why I found it okay, because I, I have got the mental age of a 15-year-old. Made maybe, by the internet maybe, for the internet. But maybe that's why they failed, because... Mm. If you get like, if they were making a horror film for like the YouTube generation, then maybe that's where they went wrong because they should have been making it for the horror community. They should have been making it for an audience they, you know, already had there rather than... I I disagree. Yeah? Yeah, we've got enough uh, horror films for the horror community. Why not bring out something that might actually expose people who wouldn't consider it and, uh, you know, allow them to maybe... um, 
branch out and start enjoying yeah, horror. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, that's fine. But at least make it with a good film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't argue that point. Where are we? Uh, oh, the, we meet, what's his name? Uh, Krill. We meet Krill. Yeah. What a he's bizarre a, name. He's a, he's a character, isn't he? It, which um, one's Quill? The, uh, the director? Spider. No, the Spider-Man. No, he's his mate, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they turn up and they meet. Ashley introduces them to this to the film director bloke, and then Krill bumps into some girl. Someone walks past him, I think. I've written down, nice balloons, she's the one I will lay with tonight. I think that's some girl walks past him. Yeah, and, uh, so they, they, they literally get into um, Bloodfest and they have a short conversation with Ashley and the, the dickhead director. I must admit, he made my, my blood turn yeah. cold. It felt like a, just a, a bad way of getting them involved in the film a bit more because obviously they play, play a part in the with a death scene. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it didn't, yeah, it, it didn't really flow with the, the film. To, to be fair, I, I probably would also be very focused on the, the hot chicks, so I can't knock him for it. <laughs> uh, and then we go in and we, oh, they go up to the stage, don't they? You get like five, four, three, two, one. Uh, who wants to see some horror? Well, you missed the, the loud and loud voice. You missed the bit where uh, Dax goes and uh, meets the uh, the arborist or the oh yeah, and he's standing there and he goes oh blah 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 um I can't remember his name whatever uh, he plays all aloof and a bit of a, a dick really uh, yeah. about the whole thing just yeah you've gone to a horror event and some kid comes up to you fanboy and you can pretty much expect it like yeah, especially yeah. when you're just milling around in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're going to get recognised, and people are going to ask you questions. So, so don't act like the the high and mighty dick that you are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah sorry. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the guy comes. I can't even remember the bad guy's name in it. When he comes out, the ladies and gentlemen, I give you red, and if you come up on the stage, you will kill you. And that's when the, those two girls go up again and get killed. And then you have a big chainsaw effect. Uh, did chainsaw you say? Effect. Did you say they got quilled? No. <laughs> Killed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, then we have a, a chainsaw effect and welcome to Bloodfest, motherfuckers. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to say this: this is where I, I sit a bit on Paul's side of the fence. Uh, some of the chainsaw kills uh-huh. are just diabolical. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple of good ones where you see um, a person get split down the middle by one, but there's another one where you, um, the blade gets put on his shoulder and you can see that the blood's coming out of the chainsaw onto him. Yeah. And it's clearly making no no real contact or it's not damaging the, the skin or mm. it just looks yeah. bad. Yeah, I thought the blood looked watery as well. There's a lot of water. There's like Ribena being thrown about. <laughs> yeah, which again, I could have excused had the content generally been better. Like if it had been better written, if the story was better, if the acting was better, I could have let that go. Like effects, I can be a little bit less, you know, I mean, you look at the Lost Boys when they attack those guys on the beach. That's well watery, that blood. <laughs> but nobody cares because it's the fucking Lost Boys and it's a damn near perfect film you can excuse things like little things like that if there's enough else there to allow it yeah i agree this is dan dan has made a lovely website that lovely website is afterhorror.co.uk it has links to some amazing social networking platforms. Just, just at the bottom. Episodes of the podcast. Yep. And fun antics for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, I'm still trying on that bit, but okay. Yep. But poor Dan. Yeah. Isn't getting any clicks. No. 
not. For just one click, please, you could keep a Dan alive <laughs> for five whole minutes. <laughs> Head. <laughs> Go to the website. <laughs> yeah. Go to the fucking website. <laughs> Dickhead. It's uh, just afterhorror.co.uk. I don't think Mike said that bit. Just go to the website. I said something. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. That's an ad. That's the first one. Done. Uh, and then we get. Uh, I can't remember where the speech comes from. It might be the because he's got like a control center, hasn't he? The the bad dude. I just I just written down the quote. There's no horror without hope. If you know the rules, you'll make it to the end. Sort of thing. Yeah. Which I, I'm, I'm pretty certain he's back in his little control booth when he says that. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. You say little control booth. It's a, a dirty great tower <laughs> in the middle of the. It's massive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then they all run off and hide. Um, and you have the whole red herring with a broom inside the door. And the bay bumps into Ashley and the dickhead again. Yeah. They announce, I think she announces that there's a back door. And, but it, they have to go through Clown Town to get there. Yeah. I, I quite like the bit when they're in that, that room. Um, and he's like, oh, I've got Signal, uh, the director. Um, <laughs> and he's phoning. I, his name's Lenjamin. What a stupid name. Lenjamin <laughs> Lenjamin um, says, oh, I've got a signal, so he phones 911. Um, <laughs> and the call seems all right until she says to go fuck himself. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, why do that? Why even pretend? If you're going to do that at the end of the phone call, why even pretend? Just oh, pick up the phone and go, ha-ha, we've got you now, you bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get through. I'd totally be messing with it. If I was that of that mental state, like being in the control tower, knowing that there was just about to be a slaughter... Like clearly you're deranged. You're gonna play along. Yeah, but then when you when you meet the people in the uh, control tower, they don't seem to be deranged. They seem like employees because they're trying to play it off like cabin in the woods. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't work. Nope. Sure, I think a lot of it was as well. What I found is like it turned up. No, we do like yeah. That helps that. But with the huge convention. And at no point are you actually introduced to this convention. You've got all these worlds in there. And you think you would like really lay that out. Where you've got, you know, this clown world and this zombie world. And they don't just stumble across them. They don't, you know, they don't, they don't portray that this is some great festival and actually lay it out for you. They just sort of stumble from one room into the next. It's just, yeah. Do you think it looked, it, the scale felt small too once they got in there? Like, mm, not, not yeah. like in Hellfest, where Hellfest, the scale feels big. It feels like a big amusement park. But this just doesn't give that impression at all. I don't know. Again, they, they had a map sort of indicating the different things. And then when they got in, there was a signpost. So it was already... But again, they're not going to outline clown, um, outline clown world and zombie because they're just generic horror-related things. Obviously, they play pay more attention to the uh, the film... Um, setting of the arborist so when they go into the school and, and things like that so again you don't want to convolute a film unnecessarily did you not find this incredibly predictable like even more than like my, a lot of horror films generally by their nature are pretty predictable but this like i was calling plot points by the yeah. like the dozens as they were coming out i kept saying to duffy like oh this is gonna happen next there it goes yeah. it's happened that yeah. in a minute this is gonna happen at some point this is gonna turn out to be this the whole way through the film, it was stupidly yeah. predictable. You know why? Because <laughs> they just stole everything. I'd seen it all in every other film. Even down to the rules from Scream. Yeah. Oh, my God. It really tried hard to be Scream at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, with the reveal and the fucking speech and everything. Yeah, another speech from Mr. Bad Guy about every character needing motivation. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then it's the zombie attack where, what's his name? The film director? I can never remember. Let, oh, I don't know. Oh, Lenjamin. Lenjamin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lenjamin. Trying to be funny about we're never going to be like the most predictable death you can possibly imagine. Yeah. If you actually think you're going to get attacked by zombies. Yeah, you are in about three minutes. Oh, it's go. like if you take <laughs> that and compare it to the bit in Cabin in the Woods where they keep alluding to the merman, the whole film, that guy yeah, yeah. Wanted to be <laughs> the merman. And then in the end, no, no, he mentions it once actually. And then at the end, he's killed by the merman. Like, yeah. That's a clever fucking joke because he only mentioned it one time and it was just in passing. There was enough to remember it, but you never saw that coming. No. Yeah, that was good times. Uh, and then we find that the zombies have electrodes attached to them and they cut the electricity. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Dumbest fucking zombies I've ever, ever heard. And that includes the episode of Adventure Time where they eat funny candy and it turns them all into zombies. <laughs> well, fucking the other stupid. <laughs> The other twist was the zombies were being controlled by computer geeks, weren't they? Oh, yeah. no, gamers. Yeah. I don't know if that's a nod to the rooster teeth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fucking dumb. <laughs> Whoever uh, decided that being playing video games is a culture needs to fucking grow up. Oh, yeah. So they, uh, oh, we've done the zombie bit. They run into the high school and you meet uh, Rin Ryder and they do a little walking up the corridor attempt at joke where they keep stopping and. I can't even remember yeah. what I was saying, but oh, you're all... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They yeah. run into the school, um, and they, they, yeah, uh, Ring Rider or um, Zachary Levi, isn't isn't it? Um, plays played the the voice um, in Tangled, and he, he's done loads of stuff. But yeah, uh, he was in uh, Chuck. Chuck was great. Yeah, uh, he's actually a, a reputable name that shouldn't have really put himself to that. No. no. Film, yeah, someone a favour. Yeah, exactly. I can't um, even remember the joke. What's the joke? I can't remember it. They're literally nah. walking in the corridor, and one of them keeps interrupting him. Yeah, and I can't remember. It, it's Ashley. She keeps interrupting because of his role uh, yeah. in uh, Tangled, and then she makes uh, a joke about her hair being magical as well. And he rolls his eyes like, "Just fuck off, you yeah. insolent little child." And you're like, <laughs> when, "Oh, when you're watching that bit, and you're going, shit, man, this guy." This guy needs an Oscar. He's a fucking amazing actor. It's like even that two-second clip of him, in comparison to everyone else in the film, is so vastly superior. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Krill's out at a campfire vampire party. Oh yeah, that's actually yeah. Quite a good bit. That <laughs> that is a good bit. Yeah, that was quite sort of different boobies. Yeah, well, and and boobies. Yeah, <laughs> and then they hatch a plan where the. Uh, I can't. I, the names on this just disappear for me. Wank, um, that's why. The old fella pretends to be the arborist's dad. Oh, yeah. Um, for the little speech. Uh, Roger Hinckley. Yeah. Is that his real name or his character name? No, it's the character name. His right. real name is Chris Dubeck. So he's the director, right? In uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. No. No, he's the one that played the arborist as a. a he's the arsehole. Or, oh, he's the guy that trades places later on with the boxes and chains, isn't he? Oh yeah. my god, that's so dumb that bit. Why does that girl do that? You can plainly see what the outcome of that saw ripoff is going to be. Why did she do? Oh, I know what I do. I've got to release you. I'll put myself in that trap. Now, what's going to happen? 
I'm not going to get me out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have the arborist dad bit, and then oh, Krill runs back in with a burning spike or a burning spear or something and kills the arborist, doesn't he? Wait, is yeah. Krill the guy from Spider-Man? Yes. Shall I find his real name? So we pay him. His, his name's Jacob Batalon. Spider-Man. Jacob Batalon. <laughs> Uh, and then we have, I can't, again, I've just written down a mother murder fear speech. I think it's outside a door. They're trying to get through a door um, on which the other side is a theatre with an audience of dolls. No, Come on, that. you've got to say that's a bit, oh, you don't remember it. I was no. going to say that that's a tiny bit creepy. Because yeah, actually, nothing already actually been done for blood on, in um, that other one we watched. Like, Hellfest. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah the mannequin yeah. room. The mannequins, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anything, nothing comes from it, does it? I don't think. I think they just walk through that room. I don't think yeah. anything. <laughs> Again, I, I think it's there for a creep factor more than yeah, because um, yeah. they go through it to get to the clown, clown land. Yeah, they well they go through the back of the stage and they hear a cry for help, and that's why the dude and then they find in- the saw rep off. Yeah, and he was earlier in the film, wasn't he? The dude that had his hands. I can't remember where he was, but they met him fairly early in the film. He he was at the gate, so when they yeah. entered Bloodfest, um, yeah. he was scanning the uh, the bands and. Um, stopped the uh, Dax uh, say, oh, where's your wristband? And that's when they met uh, Ashley and uh, Lenderman for the first time. Yeah. So we have that so we have that going on in that room with Sam trading places with him. And meanwhile, Ashley and Krill are in the toilet and Ashley decides she needs oh, to Oh, yeah. God's sake. <laughs> Why? Why not? Well, come on. Like, the <laughs> only reason they did... Why did they do that? There's no reason. I don't even know why. It No, it does come back because uh, it links to the vampire scene. So the, the vampire um, oh, obviously yeah. lets him go because he's all innocent and a virgin and, and things like that. Obviously, then they have the scene in the, the shower where they... Um, she makes one of his or one of the um, uh, dreams of uh, Bloodfest come true, which is his to sleep with someone. Um, and then later on, Rain knows that he's no longer a virgin and attempts to kill him. So it, it does play a part. But do you know what, though? Right. And this always gets me, not just this film, in any, when this happens in any kind of sort of like horror film or anything, when two of the main characters just stop what they're doing just to have sex. And you're like, like joking aside for a minute, if I was in the middle of getting chased around by a homicidal axe man who clearly couldn't be killed, last thing I'm thinking is, oh, I'm pretty horny. <laughs> I don't think there's a minute in the day that I, I wouldn't stop. If there was one of those minutes where you were being chased by a guy with an axe. If a hot blonde turns around and says, do you want to get it on? I, I'm getting it on. <laughs> like if it's the last thing that I ever do, that's a me, a happy bunny. I bet I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty shallow. I'd probably be more inclined to shove her at the axe man so I had a little time, <laughs> extra time to escape. Wow. <laughs> what? It's me or her, motherfucker. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Mike, don't don't fuck with him. Like if it's you and him in a You're going, uh, pal. Yeah, in a horrible well, situation. I, I, I've only I got ass- to be faster than you, Mike. I assume I assume <laughs> the only reason Paul keeps the three of us around is because it's two chubbies and a cripple. <laughs> <laughs> so if anything ever went down, he can just throw us all behind him. Like, See ya! As he, as he climbs a wall. I'm out of here. <laughs> scaling the side of a building. Good luck with that. I'd throw you a bone. I'd say, right, I'll, I'll rescue one of you. Which one is it? Mate, I'll leave it up to you guys to make the decision. 
if we go me or Dan, you're going to go, yeah, nah, nah, I can't lift that. And then just and then just lift Chris out of it. So, yeah, truthfully, I'm probably taking Chris. <laughs> I don't blame you, mate. <laughs> I, I'm just looking for the hot blonde who's horny, so don't worry about me. Trust me, none of them are in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is horny in that situation. Nobody. <laughs> It's like go 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 down into town at like half eleven on a Saturday night, um, and walk around while you're getting threatened by chavs, and see if you still want to fuck right at that yeah. minute. I, I do. That, that's how I get off. I do. Oh fuck! Don't you know? <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> if there's anything you know about me, it's that fuck. <laughs> My name's Buck, and I like to fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I tell you what, the director of this film liked to fuck. He liked to fuck films up. <laughs> Mike, drop. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> What's she that for? <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, I'll just I try to just blast through this last bit really quick, and we can get onto. That's what they do. Right, they have a, so yeah, they fumble about the exit door with a key card, fucking about with that. Vampire comes back and Krill gets bitten and then Sam kills the vampire. Uh, then Dad turns up and you have the big reveal and a speech. Horror killed your mother tonight. We'll kill horror. Horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> then you find out... I mean, technically, they... they did with this film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you find out that Red is, in fact, Dak's sister. Uh, and that she warned him that Bloodfest was going to suck. Then it all goes a bit A-team, doesn't it? They go up the Dax and Sam climb up some tower and come, <laughs> you know, they're blasting out of the door in a van. It's all going a bit A-team and getting attacked by... I was going to say, they're in a truck, aren't they? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Site 8, Site They even run over the nun. <laughs> the nun appears in the road. We'll get that one in as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you have to help the reveal about the pulse-controlled anger with the wristbands, and she kicks off in the car. And uh, amazingly well-restrained by just a seatbelt, I found. <laughs> she seemed to be completely... Yeah, she, yeah that was crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crap. <laughs> um, I just thought it, it's um, rage, isn't it? So I wonder if that's a link to uh, Resident Evil or something along those lines. Oh, isn't maybe. 28 Days Later is a bit rage, isn't oh, it? Oh, no, it might be 28 Days yeah. Later. Yeah. 28 Days Later is fucking brilliant, though. <laughs> yeah. Can we watch that instead? Yes, we should have done that. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Dax leaves her in the truck, and then she attacks him anyway, and then he escapes in the lift. Dad kills the bad dude. Dax kills the sister. And Dax's sister kills the dad. <laughs> Sam attacks Dax again. Fucking hell. Wristband comes off, and that's the end. And then, she, and then you get the, so is this the, what, the third way a horror movie ends? And then she finishes it with classic. Yeah. There you go. And I don't know whether they were trying to make you feel like, oh, she did really, she did love her brother after all at the end because she essentially saves him. But you'd only seen her for like three seconds before that in the whole film. And you're like, what? What's the backstory there? Well, why does it even matter? So shit. It doesn't explain anything. I can't wait to get to the reviews. Well, 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 actually. So remember what I said earlier um, regarding... I know we're skipping ahead, but um, regarding that this is a film like for kids or for fans of Rooster Teeth, mm. well, um, stay tuned for the reviews because it's re- it, genuinely really interesting. 
so before we get to the reviews, obviously, uh, we have to uh, give give you our own. Um, and I, I guess if you've if you've heard all of that and think we're going to say get it watched, you're sorely mistaken. <laughs> I'm going to say have a go. <sighs> little little bit of a spoiler there I, for the upcoming information. Leave leave it out. Yeah, leave, leave, I think I am going to leave it out. right out. Please leave it out. <laughs> That's the second it. film I think we've we've actually we've we've the consensus yeah, to leave it out. Bye bye, man. Ugh. Fucking dog shit. <laughs> this was <laughs> worse. I'd watch Bye Bye Man again over this. Ugh. At least Bye Bye Man fails in a sort of occasionally amusing way. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say, get it. Have a go. Uh, <laughs> have a go if have you don't if, you, if you're planning on killing yourself anyway yeah. <laughs> if you've got nothing else to lose if you've really got nothing better to do um, you've picked all your bogeys you've scratched your ass and that's it you're out for you've, the you've, you've licked up. your kitchen floor clean after you've, uh, every year then <laughs> and have a go the surface of your cock resembles the Mojave Desert yeah. You could go through every strand in your carpet, pulling it apart separately to find every little piece of fluff and chuck it away. <laughs> then when you've done that sort of thing, maybe put this film on. Oh, lads, I've got a new vacuum cleaner. And by new, I mean literally bought a new vacuum cleaner. And it is incredible. Well, what did you think we'd think you meant by having a new vacuum cleaner? Well, because, well, because you know, well, this is the first new vacuum cleaner I've ever had. I've always like oh. just... I just ended up like, you know, someone will be giving one away or, yeah. or you, just, you know, and this is the first time I've, uh, we, we, we as a household bought a new vacuum cleaner and it's fucking incredible. Uh, the Dyson Animal Ball 2. Yes, mine's a, mine's a the Dyson tits. fur special. Mate, yeah, like literally, like this is how boring fucking Bloodfest is, by the way, guys. I'm more excited <laughs> about um, my vacuum cleaner. Um <laughs> Dave, Dave's fur kind of collects um, near the skirting board and I ran that bad boy over it boom instantly I was like so fuck sad, me it's incredible <laughs> and um, I, I, I didn't know I'd care about this but it's got like a weird silencer so um, it's 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 quite quiet it goes into whisper mode <laughs> it's like well, it's like super like it's you can hear it if it's on but it's not like an offensive noise I normally oh. hate the sound of a um, like a washing machine or a tumble dryer or, oh, or like so those were our opinions, um, but we know we know why you are here now. Normally, we take a trip to the Amazon jungle, and we will we'll be we'll be driving by the Amazon jungle. But I've had to go to pastures new. I've had to go to a lovely field where there's a horrible stench of a rotting fruit. And what fruit is that? It's the fruit of rotten tomatoes, ladies and gentlemen. That's the fields I've had to go to. So we'll do the jingle because we know the podcast isn't complete unless we do the jingle. But uh, we're not going to be spending very long in the Amazon, in the Amazon rainforest. So oh, here we go. Try and come up with a new like. <laughs> Will it be like? <laughs> like Some kind of country thing. Um, if I had my drum kit on, I could have played like a little country rhythm. We should have. That would been nice. But but it, I haven't, and we and we haven't. That'll do. That's a jingle. So. <laughs> Remember earlier when I said that I think this is a, more of a film for the fans. The Amazon fucking reviews give this film 4.2 out of 5. When you look for one-star reviews, there are none. Like, no one wrote any one-star reviews. A Someone's of people, paying for this. 
So normally what we do with a film that people universally hate is we look at the five-star reviews and I think I'm onto something here, lads, because I'm just reading Mark Potts, loved it. Perfect, perfect rooster teeth horror comedy. Amazing to see these movies from an awesome company. Keep them coming. Toby Smith, great movie. Great movie, really enjoying everything from rooster teeth. Yeah. Daniel Stokes, hilarious and scary, five stars. I bought this because I'm a Rooster Teeth fan and I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Scary? Apparently so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And hilarious. Then, and, and there's, and there's, yeah. So, so people are like, yeah, that's what people are saying. We've actually got some good one, one star reviews. Actually, we've got a half star review. That's the joy of, of Rotten Tomatoes. We have a half star review. These reviews are blowing my mind. They must have watched a different movie than I did. <laughs> Pretty sad when you go into a movie expecting it to be bad, low budget, and it still lets you down, even with, <laughs> uh, with starting with these low expectations. Stolen story plot, terrible acting, pathetic SFX. Just save your time and invest it in something more valuable. This I was by an anonymous. That. I didn't this, write that. Um, <laughs> longer and full of more swearing. Movie was really predictable. Cliche jokes. Hellfest is way better, more thrilling, and more unpredictable. Thank you, David S. So, uh, so yeah, those are that. That's that, lads. <laughs> that's fucking that. The internet has spoken. Uh, it seems like this is not a film for us. But if you're a fan of Rooster Teeth, you'll probably fucking love it. Apparently, only because I assume they're paying you to do so. <laughs> they are paying for good reviews um, yeah. so I guess we're on to recommendations now yes um, I'm going to be really cheeky and drop two in go on sorry uh, it's just because ones they're both new in my mind and they're both great and I couldn't decide between them so uh, first one is going to be uh, watched a newly released Christmas film called Happiest Season the other night weren't really expecting much of it but I've got I don't know I might get shipped for this but I've got a little bit of a crush on Kristen Stewart and she's in it, so I'll basically watch anything she's in. She's like, I'll just give you a quick synopsis. Like, she's she's one half of a lesbian couple, and they're going home to one of their parents' house, not her, the other girl's parents' house for Christmas. And it turns out she hasn't told her parents, and much craziness ensues. But it's got um, Dan Levy in it as uh, I love Dan the Levy. gay best friend. So and good. It's a good film anyway. I enjoyed it, but it's worth watching for him alone. He's He's just fucking brilliant. Like, I don't know if you've, any of you have seen Shit's Creek at all. No. Yeah. But I, he's so fucking good in that. And I love Shit's Creek. Man, yeah. And it's really good. Anyway, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. You have to rent it, but only because it was supposed to come out in cinema and obviously couldn't. So, you know, good filmmakers some money. Uh, second one is a TV show called Yellowstone, which is uh, created by um, Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. Um, Taylor Sheridan is the writer, uh, creator of uh, Sicario. Um, Hello High Water, um, fucking loads of really great films. Wind River, loads of really great films. And it's his TV show. He's got Kevin Costner in it. And it's about like a ranching family in, uh, well, no, uh, Dakota, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not actually, weirdly. I assume it is, wherever that is. Anyway, um, and it's sort of about like this family will do anything to keep their land and like the way, their way of life the way it is. Really fucking good show. Can't recommend it highly enough. And it's got cool. can I say it's got Kevin Costner in it. Yeah, I did. You did. Okay, oh. all right. On to the next guy. Cool. <laughs> um, I've, I, mean, I guess I can do this one. Uh, Discovery Plus. I got there's a deal on it at the minute, which I did yesterday. Which basically gets you it for a whole year for two quid a month. So mm. we did it yesterday. So it's just like massive, like box it after box it of true crime documentaries and paranormal this, that, and the other, and yeah. 
fucking awesome. My nice. lot have been on it the whole time since. Well, is that Discovery Plus? Discovery Plus. So if you go on your Sky, it's listed as an app, but you just yeah, go right. online and register for it, and it works. It's like £29 for the year, which yeah. when you work that out, comes in at about £2.25 a month. Cool. And there is tons on it. I made a note of that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Ready Player Two, so it's the sequel to Ready Player One, the book um, by Ernest Klein. Um, just finished listening to it; it came out um, a couple of weeks ago, I think. Uh, it's not as good as the first, but it, there's some great '80s references, which has caused me to to watch films I haven't seen before or we rewatch them. So, speaking of which, can we just briefly talk about your little marathon that you've been doing lately? Uh, so, you've been working your way through all the John Hughes films. Ah. Yes. Yeah, uh, how, how are you finding it, mate? Love them. They're so good. So I watched 16 Candles, which I've never seen before. Nice. Uh, thought that was really good. But there'll be a really cool podcast coming out about that soon. <laughs> very soon. Very soon. I <laughs> uh, watched The Breakfast Club, which I've been meaning to watch for I ages. The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yeah. Gave me a good reason to watch it. Uh, Weird Science, which I've seen plenty yeah. of times, but I'm going to watch it anyway. Um, and then Pretty in Pink's another one I need to watch. Uh, and um, what's the soundtrack on that film? Yeah, mate. I've got Suzanne all on CD, those films, the uh, uh, soundtrack. Psychedelic First, Suzanne Vega, Belton soundtrack. Absolutely brilliant. Suzanne Vega, Left to Centre, is a fucking one of my oh, favourite songs. Oh. I love that song. Um, <laughs> so, Dan, you've picked the right time of year to go through it because you can watch uh, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, Home Alone, um, Christmas Vacation. Uh, yes. Or, sorry, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, my favourite Christmas film of all time. John Hughes has done so many great films. It oh, mate, tells he's a legend. Yeah. A little bit towards like his later career, but his early stuff is just epic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and the the book's great because it makes references to that. Even talking about um, Robert Downey Jr.'s character in um, Weird Science, no, not Weird Science. Um, there is Weird Science, yeah. and how he plays a part. And they talk about backstory where he was supposed to be uh, Ducky or someone. Oh um, my gosh! <laughs> but never got cast. He wouldn't have made a good Ducky. Well, I, I think that's that's ultimately it. Um, the the, uh, the screening test um, didn't feel that he was good enough for it, so he, he didn't actually get the, the full nah. role. So. He's too good looking. He was too good looking as well. Like no one would believe that anyone's going to friend zone a nineteen eighties Robert Downey Jr. I would no. friend zone him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but John Cryer, every motherfucker is going to friend zone that guy. But the, the the book makes some great references to John Hughes. Even um, that they meet up with him as a writer, um, plays a, a massive. Like I. I really recommend Ready Player Two. Actually, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm, I, I, I think I really enjoyed it. So it's not nice. as good as the first, but only by a short amount. It's still a cracking sequel. Excellent. I've got it downloaded from Audible. Awesome. I haven't started it yet, though. Oh, you should. It's yeah, Nick, well, I've, I've, it's in, in my queue for after the one I'm listening to currently. I've just started listening to The Martian, by the way. Ah, it's good, that. It's really good. Fantastic. Yeah, one of my favourites. Nice. Okay. Uh, So my recommendation is uh, a book by uh, a junior doctor turned comedian, Adam Kay. Um, It's called This Is Gonna Hurt. It's been around for about four or five years. I'm just going to read you a couple of quotes. So basically, it's a it's a diary of um, when he was a when he was a doctor and kind of how important the NHS is and also the absolute clusterfuck. That is, the, that is the healthcare system. So uh, this is when he's doing rounds. Uh, I noticed that every patient on the ward has a pulse of 60 recorded in their observation chart. So I surreptitiously inspect the healthcare assistant's measurement techniques. He feels the patient's pulse, looks at his watch, and meticulously counts the number of seconds per minute. 
<laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's loads of shit like that. Um, it's it's yeah, absolute horror show. No, I don't. Think uh, I also, also hilarious. Um, and it's just it's just um it's it's an audio book. It's just about it's just been turned into a TV show. Uh, I saw on his his social media, which prompted me to read it again. And I was like, fucking fucking great that. Um, so yeah, those are our recommendations. Cool. That's it for this week. Um, if you like that, then you know review. And, and and rate us and don't give us a half star review because that would be mad give us a five star review you know the real horror has been uh, David Cheer <laughs> and his <laughs> his awful awful tasting movies <laughs> what what are you doing buddy are you alright uh, comment comment invention. comment I'm fine under our next social media post and we'll know that's a cry for help yeah and we'll, we're checking we'll, on you and Brittany yeah, we'll send in. We'll send in. We'll send in the boys. Um, but Once until next, so, uh, what's the next film going to be? Well, we already announced it about two. Oh, okay, ago. cool. It's going to be the crow, but we changed orders just to confuse everybody. Yeah, just we, for a we'll laugh. do that. That's what we do. It's, yeah, yeah, baby. Coming at you from the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so until next time, uh, he's been Paul. He's been Mike. No, he's been Dan. <laughs> <laughs> he's been Chris. Uh, yeah. Is, is Mike talking at the moment? No. no. Oh, no. good. Right. No, it's just because it keeps disappearing. But conveniently, every time the picture disappears, the person who disappears stops speaking. I know that's I know that's odd for you that I'm not talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not used to it. <laughs>